You found it. No nonsense. No scripts. Real people on real issues. Hard hitting and action packed with logic, reason, and common sense. Everything you need and everything you've been looking for in a podcast. This is Dynamic Independence with Johnny Anderson, Bruce Adams, Marty Foster, and GP. Welcome to it. Is it Friday already? I mean, time has kind of flown at the same time. I mean, it, it, it goes in spurts, right? It, it's kind of like time flies and then other times it's like time just is standing still. I actually thought today was Wednesday, not Friday. Honestly, I keep fairly good track of it because of various alarms and whatnot that I have programmed. So I, I, I do fairly well of knowing what day it is. Okay, well, I'll just ask you from now on. So there's no confusion. Let's, um, I tell you what, let's, let's talk about this. This is, this is interesting. I, I, I really, I'm, I'm perplexed by this one because now apparently because of climate change, you can no longer play video games because of climate change. California, surprise, surprise, and five other states have banned high-end gaming PCs. They will no longer ship. Manufacturers will no longer ship to those states if you live there. Oh, you thought the gaming community was going to be safe, huh? Mm-mm. No. See, first they went into, uh, they, they got into like the broadcasting stuff. Then they decided they were going to get into um, controlling what the narrative was with companies and, and the content that they put out, just like they did in music and in movies. Now it's, well, now we're just going to take your stuff away from you. What do you think? Should we ban gaming? Because I know what you're going to say. Should we ban gaming because of climate change? Well, I mean, you, you do know what I would say, uh, but I can't actually say that. <laughs> We're not on the exclusive. We have to wait till tomorrow. Yeah, yeah. So uh, to put it nicely, yeah, you you, you can shove it. Uh, I'm I'm uh, I'm going to continue gaming. I'm going to continue buying the hardware, and if I have to, uh, you know, buy it and have it shipped to a family member, and then have it shipped to me, okay, fine. I I will pay the extra shipping. Um, but you are not going to dictate what I can and can't do uh, as the government. You know, I saw something yesterday that was absolutely positively the most cringeworthy thing I've ever seen about climate change. And I believe it was on the House floor. Have you seen it? Let's see it. Okay. I really don't know what to say to this. I, I don't know what to say to this, but I'm curious to know what you have to say to this. This actually, this is not a joke. This is not a meme. This is not uh, some deep fake that somebody put together. This actually happened on the House floor yesterday about climate change. I'm not making this up. I rise to continue our celebration of hot FERC summer. As climate activist Fergie would certainly say, the FERC-alicious definition is to make our planet cooler. So listen up, y'all, because this is it. The Federal Energy Regulatory Commission, better known as the F to the E to the R to the C, is one of the most important federal agencies to fight climate change, and if I'm doing this right, one that a few more of you are now keeping track of. Having a well-air-conditioned home when it's hot, hot, that's FERC-alicious. Getting your electricity from the lowest cost reliable source, Ferkalicious. An electric transmission system that keeps everything from electric vehicles to steel mills running with zero carbon electricity, Ferkalicious. With record-setting heat waves already causing deadly droughts, wildfires, and overwhelmed power grids, we've run out the clock and must transition to a clean energy economy, and we need FERC's help. So today I'm proud to introduce the right to timely rehearings at FERC Act with my friend Mr. Malinowski, a bill to ensure that everyone has access to fair and timely hearings at the commission. But Congress can't do this alone. Moving at the pace demanded by the climate crisis will take all hands on deck, and a fully staffed FERC is going to be critical to that success. Thank you, Madam Speaker. And I yield back so I can now go work on my fitness. If you're wondering, I, that was put on by Representative Kasten uh, and is sponsored. Now, listen to the sponsors, right? It's listed right there on the on the, the, the photo next to him. Fergie, who is I, she's a singer or something, I, th I think. And um, Will I Am, who is uh, Black Eyed Peas, I think. He's he does all kinds of like other stuff. I don't know. He's some other singer or something like that. But that's 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 who's promoting climate change in the houses of Congress in the U.S. And, and this this is this is what you get. This right here. This is the attitude you get from elected officials. This type of nonsense. You're talking about things that are going to fundamentally alter the lifestyles of human beings and not for the better. 
and he's up there behaving like some entertained Yahoo. Sorry, Bruce, I didn't mean to cut you off. Please jump in there and give me your thoughts on that cringe. I mean, the look on your face during that was was quite priceless, I have to say. Uh, yeah, that was the face of uh, brain cells committing suicide listening to that. That was uh, just horrendous. Uh, I, I don't even know. Like, that was that was tough. That, that was just uh, I'm sorry, listeners. All of you are now dumber for listening to that. <laughs> That's just how I feel last about it. night. Last night, I'm sitting there. I'm looking at that because the only thing that pops up underneath of it was the, just the, the caption cringeworthy, cringeworthy. And I thought, OK, just on that basis alone, I have to watch it right? because I could tell that it was as soon as you start the clip, you can see clearly that it's the House of Representatives and the guys walking up to the podium. So I thought, OK, what's this idiot said now? And it was that. And I'm sitting there the whole time shouting expletives and continuing to, you know, want to throw things and smash things because this apparently is what's been elected to make real decisions regarding people's lives. And this is what you get. This is what you get. That's a joke. That is a joke. That's an embarrassment is what that is. That is a national embarrassment. One of the things they were talking about there was, uh, you know, the uh, air conditioning. I don't know if people are aware, but um, heating and air conditioning are a matter of life and death. Uh, we, you know, most places it's just a comfort thing, but, um, you know, you ever heard of heat stroke? Uh-huh. I mean, the West coast is familiar with the idea of heat stroke here because, um, they're having some pretty bad droughts and high heats, high temperatures. Uh, and then wintertime, you need that heating. Yeah. The idea that we're supposed to, um, push our, push our limits physically to, to, to come close to the heat stroke and whatnot. Um, it's absolutely absurd. Um, no, uh, you want to, you want to do green energy. You want to have zero emissions and blah, 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 blah. Look at nuclear, get fission fi or fusion figured out. Give us the fusion reactor so you can have one reactor power the entire world. I mean, let, let, let's get on it. Let's innovate, move forward. Quit, quit trying to throw us back into the horse and buggy era, which by the way, that's not zero carbon emissions, by the way, horse and buggy. I mean, horses, you know, methane. Then they'll claim animal abuse. Well, yeah, true. True. Arizona auditors complete their third ballot recount and ship materials back to Maricopa County. We knew that they were approaching the final, the final tallies, the final counts. We knew that was happening. And right before their final report that's due to come out here in the next week or so, Twitter took the initiative to, well, go ahead and just get rid of that problem before it rears its ugly head. Uh, no, you don't need to hear what those crazy loons and those conspiracy theorists have to say down there uh, at that place uh, down in Arizona where they've just they got the cyber ninjas working on everything down there. No, you don't need to hear that. So we're going to get rid of that for you. And by the way, we're going to get rid of Nevada. We're going to get rid of Pennsylvania. We're going to get rid of Georgia, Wisconsin, and Michigan. We're going to get rid of all those things. So you don't have to look at that fake news and that disinformation. You don't have to look at that. So they've taken it upon themselves to decide what information you're going to get and what information you're not going to get. Auditors working on the Arizona Senate-led Maricopa County 2020 general election review completed a third and final ballot recount late on Wednesday, and they will shift its focus to drafting a comprehensive report on the results of the election machines and other voting material analyzed during the review. In the meantime, they're working on other campaigns. AOC came out today and said that um, MIT's done a study and 0.00006% of ballots were, uh, of mail-in ballots that were cast were shown to be fraudulent. Uh, I, I don't know where they got that information and I don't know why you're even speaking, but okay. All right, that's fine. Uh, Maricopa County is picking up the nearly 2.1 million general election ballots and other subpoenaed items today. The department wrote on Twitter, we expect to take two trips and much of the day to retrieve the subpoenaed items. OK, so Maricopa County actually put that up there. But the Maricopa County audit account, of course, that one's been banned. The Arizona Senate president, Karen Fan, who actually hired this Florida based firm to uh, lead the audit, said on July 13th that the third recount was necessary because initial audit counts and the number of certified or the number certified of Maricopa County's uh, officials did not match. Yeah, it was like 75,000 ballots or something like that. 78,000 ballots, something along those lines. You got 78,000 ballots more back than what you sent out. They're laying there in a nice, 
stack crisp paper not folded in sequential order. That's a little bit of a problem. Just just a slight problem. One would almost think that was uh, fraud. Oh, but we can't say that because that might get us canceled. The move of materials away from the state fairgrounds comes one day after the CEO of the audit company, Doug Logan, released a statement detailing the long-awaited list of donors for the audit. Uh, The Republican-led Senate previously disclosed it would provide $150,000. That's why that Arizona state senator who was interfering with the subpoenas for the routers said that he wasn't going to release the routers to be audited because, well, you all have exceeded this $150,000 you said it was going to cost. So uh, you don't need those routers because you're over budget. So we can't give them to you. What a hell of an argument. Logan's statement showed a monetary tally from five conservative donation sources, including the America Project, which gave $3.25 million for the audit. The total amount raised was $5.7 million, but a calculation of all the received donations amounts uh, was, okay, yeah, five, six, okay, so there's a $50,000 difference. Okay, yeah, so what? But anyway, uh, yeah, they have the final report coming up, and the illegal government, I'm just going to say that, I'm just going to leave that one hanging, the illegal government doesn't want any of those election audits to be shown to the public, because then that would show that they are illegitimate. So we can't have that, can we? No. The tech companies can't have that, can they? Because, well, if that falls apart, well, then COVID falls apart. If COVID falls apart, well, then the tech companies fall apart, right? Yeah, see, it's all a house of cards. It's a chain reaction. Representative Matt Gates showed up at the federal corrections facility this morning with attorneys to check the conditions of the people that are being held on January 6th, just to check on them with attorneys, by the way, of some of the people that were in there doors were locked. See, it's funny. You, you, you're a congressman. You walk up to the, the federal corrections facility, which, by the way, you have access to as a, as a congressman, uh, where you're actually holding people that supposedly tried to form an insurrection against you, an elected official, and he's there with their attorneys. As an attorney, you do have a right to, to see your client uh, when you choose, regardless of an appointment. Uh, so, yeah, the doors were locked. They, and the guard, it's not like the guards weren't there. They were standing on the other side of the door saying, no, sorry, we can't let you in. What are they hiding? I'm just curious. You got 450 people thereabouts in there being held without charges, unjustly, illegally. What are you hiding? What, you can't even get in to see the conditions of what's going on in there? So the audits, they're coming. They can try and suppress that as much as they want. It doesn't matter. That's going to come out. That's all going to come out. And then we're going to have a decision to make as a nation. I know that we've talked about this before. There is no constitutional provision or something. And I love all these people that say, oh, Trump's going to be back in office in August. Okay, whatever. Show me anybody that's saying that, including Mike Lindell. And I I like Mike Lindell, but show me where you think that's actually going to happen. If it if it does, okay, fine. I'm not saying it would be a bad thing, but, you know, because if the guy won, the guy won. Let's get it right. But show me where you're actually going to see where that's going to be possible. The Supreme Court, they didn't even look at it. Now, there is another option here. There is another option. But quite frankly, I don't know how you could play it. This is going to be weird going forward because if Trump, let's just say for the sake of argument, Trump goes back in office. Okay, you're going to have maximum chaos. That will allow the left to release the hounds, to use a Simpsons analogy, and burn the cities. So you need maximum chaos. That would give them a reason to do that. They can't do it right now with their guy in office. It doesn't work. But yet, at the same time, If they're suppressing all of this information, of course, it would also be bad for the tech companies, too. So you can't have that happen. It would also be bad for the uh, the Davos clique that, that, you know, they they can't have that be bad for the United Nations. They can't have that be bad for the European Union. They can't have that. So that, that would throw a wrench in the works. That doesn't work. But if it does come out that the people that are sitting in there aren't supposed to be there and they're illegally in those positions, do we as a nation continue for the next three years with an illegal government? These are decisions we're going to have to make. <laughs> Technically, it, the, the, the thing about it is, is even if we decide, you know, it's determined that Biden didn't get in, uh, elected, we, we don't even know if Pelosi was rightfully elected either. And Pelosi would be basically choosing the next president. Yeah, that's a good. That's an interesting point. We don't know that about Pelosi because the counts were stopped in San Francisco in her district on election night, too, weren't they? I mean, the, the thing about this is, is. This throws a cog in all of the works when it comes to the election process. We don't know if any politician at that point is rightfully elected, especially if they were using any digital systems or mail-in ballots. Uh, So 
really, uh, I would I would hope the the entirety of the American people were saying, okay, we need voter ID. Uh, I I would hope they would all be calling for that and uh, put pressure on the governments, local and federal, to require voter ID laws without some kind of digital attachment. Because uh, that that's something I could see the government saying is like, oh, you want voter ID laws? Okay, we'll we'll do um we'll do a digital ID system, and uh, that's that's not. Yeah, I know it's technically already digitized in a sense, but having, I don't know, man, it's just there's so many different things they could exploit to enact their social credit system that they want. It's almost like they're setting the stage to where no matter which way we go with it, they have a potential to exploit it and get what they want. But see, that's the thing, though. They're they're running out of options. And that's why I think they're they're grasping and they're really grasping at this point. Nancy Pelosi, since we're talking about that, uh, Nancy Pelosi, you know, she was uh, scarred and deformed because of the threats on her life on January 6th. Did you know that she was scarred and deformed because of the threats towards her on, on January 6th? OK, I, I mean, I, I thought she was already scarred and deformed before this, but, you know, whatever. Not the, the best of looking people. No. For their age category. No. Too many facelifts. I mean, if, if, you, if you go back, I mean, back, back, I'm talking like way back. She's a pretty good looking young lady. I'm serious. I'm not, I'm not I'm not missing words here or anything. I'm serious. Go back and look at some of the older photos of Nancy Pelosi. I mean, she was a she was a pretty good looking young lady. You get to a point where Botox just doesn't work anymore. And then now you're dealing with the, the kickbacks of it all. It's like a large rebound of years and years and years of Botox. I mean, hell, about 10 years ago, if you remember Nancy Pelosi, when she was the Speaker of the House under Barack Obama. I mean, you can't tell me she wasn't getting some uh, some work done there. Uh, but yeah, she's. She's uh, changed quite a bit. And if you look at from time to time, the mainstream media, whenever they do an article on her out of like the post or something like that, they'll put a photo up of her of like 10 years ago instead of a current one. Yeah. Uh, Capitol Police. When I say she's grasping at straws, I'm, I literally mean she's grasping at straws. Capitol Police have been by Nancy Pelosi have been ordered to arrest staff and visitors not wearing masks after a new house mandate. Let me repeat that. And just think about the gravity of what I'm saying. Capitol Police, by order of the Speaker of the House, Nancy Pelosi, have been ordered to arrest staff, meaning other Congress members who don't do what she's telling them. One congressman no, um, was sorry. Go ahead. The 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 Congress uh, the Congress people themselves uh, they're not up for arrest. They'll just be fined or oh, any of those I, kind of... It's the staff, staff as in like the aides Oh, the and staff. Okay, my mistake. Yeah. My mistake. Yeah, yeah. Gotcha. Gotcha. But, okay, but still, it, that that's actually my next point right there. A congresswoman was fined, what was it, like $500 or something? She, she's yeah. fined $500 for not wearing a mask on the House floor while she's sitting there watching Speaker Pelosi in her seat, not wearing a mask. Senator McCarthy calls her out on it in the hallway yesterday. The press was all over it. And her response, well, he's just stupid. What, what, what are we, what are we, 12? What, what are, we, what are we, 13 years old? Are we arguing over uh, who stole whose milk at the lunch table? It's ridiculous. This is absolutely ridiculous. U.S. Capitol Police were ordered to start arresting visitors and staff who refused to wear a mask on the House side of the Capitol Con the Capitol Hill complex. There's not one in the Senate, but there's one in the House. Like what? It, 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 it makes no sense. It makes no sense. The average age of a senator is 74, something like that. And I mean, what, aren't they supposed to be at higher risk or, or something like that? I mean, hell, I don't know. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So they've all they, been double faxed, though. Yeah, they, well, it doesn't fine. matter. No, it doesn't matter now. No, it, it, it doesn't yeah. matter. They're, they're doing all this stuff again. I've got some new stuff yeah. now. Uh, the Biden administration has said, Joe Biden, right? The Biden, the Joe Biden himself has called on states to give a $100 vaccine incentive to Americans and to use funds that are unused from the $1.9 trillion American Rescue Plan. That's the new infrastructure plan, by the way. $100 to go out there and do that. No, I don't think so. You can keep your 100 No, I'm good. I don't need that. But at the same time that that's being announced as part of the uh, American Rescue Plan, it's a, it's a rescue plan, yeah, it's designed to torpedo what's left. At the same time, the Biden administration is, and this is fresh off the wire from the White House press room, the audio is not um, 
it's not good. So I, I, I believe you're just going to have to take my word on it. I'm sorry. It, it'll be out all over the press today anyway. So anybody can go and look it up. Uh, this is hot off the wire from the press room just now. The Biden administration is not ruling out new lockdowns and school closures in the U.S. and that the, quote, experts at the CDC are in charge. The experts at the CDC. Those, those morons have mismanaged everything about this. No one trusts them anymore, except for the ones that are out there that are ready for their third one. Bruce, you look distraught. Yeah, I'm just uh, shaking my head. Well, you can shake your head. We're getting into, we'll get into some of the statistics here in just a minute to prove that, well, this is a pandemic of the unvaccinated, right? Yeah, it's a pandemic of the unvaccinated. Well, yeah. uh, what did we say yeah. yesterday? 56% of Israel has been double vaxxed, right? 56%. Yeah. They're seeing mm-hmm. the largest number of cases in Israel right now. And it's from vaccinated people. Now, see, this is a little bit of a problem because the vaccinated people are now circulating it to other vaccinated people. We talked about the chain infections that were happening in Israel. The authorities were confused because everybody that was coming into the hospital that had COVID, they were all double vaccinated. And then they traced it back and it started with a kid that went to a party that was double vaccinated, gave it to them, and then they all infected everybody else because they were all double vaccinated because you could go to a party when you were double vaccinated, right? And then they gave it to all their families and they were all vaccinated. Hello? Are you seeing a pattern here? So that was happening. But Israel came out and said, wait a minute, the cases are rising in Israel. Why? Uh, well, because the, quote, vaccines that aren't vaccines are doing exactly what they were designed to do. That's what they were meant to do. Well, they were saying that the, I think specifically they were using Pfizer, I believe. uh, That was the only one they used. Yeah, that was the only one they used. Yeah. And uh, they were saying it was a 36% effectiveness, 36 or 39, Mm -hmm. I don't remember. Mm -hmm. Uh, One of those two. Yeah. But they announced yesterday that... All that effectiveness. No, 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 no. See, that's that's wearing down. Uh, so we're considering uh, a third one, right? They're considering a, a third one. They, they announced this yesterday. Total antibody levels start declining uh, six weeks after complete vaccination uh, with Pfizer. Are you thinking on why they could possibly be saying that? And why now? Why are they pushing it now? Two reasons. One, they got caught. Two, the pharma companies can't ask for emergency use authorization for a booster until about a week from now. And then, of course, it's going to take them time to get that agenda built up and and get the fear and everything mounted up to that point, which will lead you into about the middle of September, right? Yeah. Yeah. Isn't everything now kind of hinging towards the middle of September and especially all the European countries? Yeah. Yeah. They haven't told the European countries yet that you're going to need a third one. That's coming. That's coming because they're saying it now in Israel. They're saying it in the U.S., so yesterday after they announced, oh, there's a declining efficacy and and you're going to need a well, we're, we're looking at a possible third uh, booster shot. Well, Israel's advisory committee yesterday after we logged out, they now recommend a third booster dose of COVID-19 for all over 60 year olds. That's according to the Ministry uh, Ministry of Health there, and they're expected to approve that soon. And then, of course, they'll work it down, you know, just like they did the last one. It'll start with the, uh, you know, the 60s and, you know, the elderly and the infirm and the, the immunocompromised and everybody else. And then they'll they'll work their way down the lines. And of course, as that progresses, those numbers are going to get thinner and thinner and thinner, just like this last time. They hit the wall. Now those numbers are there because people are going to say, wait a minute, uh, I took two, which by the way, there's no scientific basis to support why you would take two. That was actually a screw up that they were talking about on a mainstream media interview in the UK. And Bill Gates and company said, oh, hey, let's go with it. Let, let's go with it. So, OK, yeah, we, we, well, you really need two. There's no scientific basis to show that two are actually, they just said it. They're moving ahead with the over 60s. And then of course, this morning, yeah, darndest thing. I'm sure that this has nothing to do, <laughs> have nothing to do with it. Uh, they say that um, the vaccination of the elderly population, age 60, age 60 and over, uh, with a third booster dose will begin on Sunday in Israel. That's according to the director general of the Ministry of Health. Uh, they've announced that. Again, I, I'm sure that this is this is just a, a, a mild thing. I'm sure that this has nothing to do with it. Israel's COVID-19 dashboard, kind of like our Johns Hopkins in the U.S., so whatever they use to measure the cases, they changed that this morning, that the Ministry of Health over that, they changed that this morning. And you might ask, okay, well, what, what did they change? Because, you know, things things change, right? Science is dynamic, right? They, they changed something rather important on it. The data that they're now going to report no longer shows 
a breakdown of hospitalizations and deaths by vaccination status. You see, if you need a pandemic of the unvaccinated, you have to remove the vaccinated from the statistic. Then everybody becomes unvaccinated. Let's get into some of these statistics. You and I bumped into this yesterday. Uh, As cases and deaths surge among fully vaccinated people, the national media tries to blame the unvaccinated. That's the plan right now is blame everybody else. See, they're removing the vaccination status from people. They're removing that. They don't care. They'll remove that. And so now they can just gauge everybody the same again because they screwed up. Now they're doubling down, right? They lied to people. They got caught, at least by those that are paying attention. They'll just continue on. Why not, right? Also yesterday after we went off, strange, all the major tech companies, Google, Facebook, Twitter, uh, a couple other places. Yeah, they're saying now if if you want to come back to work, yeah, you're going to have to be vaccinated. As a matter of fact, Twitter's actually closing some of their offices in New York and San Francisco right after that announcement. You've also got the Postal Union that has come out. Was it today or was it last night? One of the two. They came out and they said, no, sorry, we're not on board with this mandate. We, we really don't want to put our people through that. Um, and we're, we're not we're not for that. We're not going for that. You got four and a half million postal workers in the U.S. All the data that they're talking about is, is pointing in the opposite direction. You know, I, 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 I'm tired. And this is this is the God's honest truth. I'm tired of sitting here every day going in circles with these people because it doesn't matter if you sit here and you talk facts, if you talk truth, if you bring common sense to the table, they're just going to go another way with it. They'll just screw with the data and make sure that it goes the way they need it to go. All the people that are going into the hospitals and, and getting sick and dying from COVID are the ones that have been vaccinated. Oh, that's okay. We'll just get rid of the people that's, uh, that say they're vaccinated. We'll just get rid of that statistic. Th- what, that's why not, are we surprised, though? What I, I'm I mean, not surprised, we, we see I'm just, the... I'm tired of it. Like I'm, I'm tired of talking I, I about it. It's like we're going in circles here, and it's like we're. I feel like we're just we're swimming in place, but we're not treading water. But the thing is, is this is the exact same thing that we're seeing in other areas, like what we were just talking about with the voting. I mean, it's the exact same thing. They're 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 manipulating things to their advantage. Uh, the mainstream media is doing it. I mean, we're seeing it in uh, the social media world. I mean, everything they're manipulating to their benefit in, in, in some way. And COVID, it was a ticking time bomb. You know, I, I still am of the opinion it was given to China to eventually, whoopsie, and they can say we had nothing to do with it. You know, I still am of that opinion with the paper, tra- paper trail actually showing that it, you know, that wasn't the case. but. Anyway, then they just exploit it. And that's what they're doing now. They're exploiting that uh, release. And now they're grasping for control and, you know, trying different measures and whatnot. And it's not just control. It's also the finance side of things, right? The the money. Because, I mean, why not get control and have some money on the side, right? I mean, so we'll just put investments in these uh, big pharmaceutical companies and push vaccines. I guess. I mean, Pfizer's made what? 30 billion in the just in this quarter alone because of it 30 billion dollars yeah. in this quarter alone so we went, our expense yeah we went it well not ours because we're not doing it uh but no i mean taxpayers oh, we, we taxpayers. bought the yeah, yeah. vaccines yeah <laughs> with printed money that we don't have i might add we bought it on credit it's ridiculous so a couple of days ago we went over the data uh, and we found that five counties in los angeles san diego alameda contra costa and san francisco have a higher percentage of people that have uh, COVID that are also the highest percentage of people that are fully vaccinated. And the cases of counties that were weighed against that in California, again, same state, that had the lowest vaccination rates, had the lowest amount of cases. That was from CBS Sacramento. That's a mainstream news network that reported that. NBC News, another mainstream group of whatever, they're out there reporting uh, wait a minute, isn't it kind of strange that all these people that are coming down with COVID and going to the hospitals are vaccinated? USA Today actually pulled that that piece. They weren't allowed. No one was allowed to see it. So ABC, an- again, another mainstream media outlet. Uh, this is them, right? This is them. This is the lying mainstream media. But occasionally they call it out occasionally. But when they're calling it out this time, when they're calling it out saying, wait a minute, uh, we're promoting vaccines here to our viewers. But yet... All the people that are dying are dying of COVID. They've been double vaccinated. What's going on here? So ABC News reported at least 33 people in a nursing home in Yarmouth on Cape Cod have tested positive for SARS-CoV-2. 
Also, with the vast majority of cases among the fully vaccinated, several counties, uh, excuse me, several countries that vaccinated their populations quicker than the U.S. and with the same vaccines are seeing cases, hospitalizations and deaths surge among fully vaccinated people. Strange how that happens. The unvaccinated individuals in those countries now seem to be doing better than the fully vaccinated ones. People who have been previously infected and obtained natural immunity without being vaccinated are doing the best of any group, according to the data and the statistics. Like, see, this is like this is common sense. This stuff right here, this is this is common sense. I, I know we're talking about like science and data and evidence and all that stuff. And yes, that that is extremely important. But there's an element of common sense and some wisdom and some logic that come with it. You kind of have to throw those things in there. A little bit of critical thinking kind of just goes without saying, right? That's like stuff you just sprinkle on top of it. You don't go out and do what they tell you to do and get through this. Again, that's not what we're talking about here. You as the individual, if you've got family members or whatever, I mean, if you're if you're a listener and you're not taking the vaccine, well, then you already know what I'm talking about. But if you're dealing with a stubborn family member that thinks, well, I just want to I want to uh, go on vacation, so I'm going to go and, and get one of the they're not going to let you go on vacation. They're not going to let you go to a rock concert. They're not going to let you go to a, a restaurant or whatever. It doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. All the people that took the two jabs in the U.S. did what they were supposed to do. Oh, no. Remask. Remask. You're going to need a third booster. Oh, and we're not ruling out lockdowns. They're saying it today. We're not ruling those out. Doesn't matter what you do. Uh, So The Guardian out of the UK, again, another mainstream media rag, they published an article in June asking why most people who now die or are hospitalized with COVID in England have had a vaccination. Anybody putting two and two together here? This is where the common sense comes in. Now, I'm going to go over some statistics here. Bruce, you like statistics. Mm-hmm. Study shows that 29% of the 42 people who have died after catching the new strain had both vaccinations. In Public Health England's technical briefing on the 25th of June, that figure had risen to 43% or 50 people out of 117 that they took the uh, took the research data off of, with the majority, around 60%, having received at least one dose. Today, in England, Scotland, and Israel, a greater percentage of the population was vaccinated and much more quickly than in the United States. Yeah, we Americans, we're just, we're stubborn little bastards. You know that? We don't like to do what we're told. I don't know, there's something about some some tea in a harbor or something back in the 1700s. It's nothing really. 2% tax on tea. 2%. We went to war over 2%. And we're putting up with this. Because of this, The falling efficacy is much more apparent. Those countries have also been much more transparent about reporting hospitalizations and death among vaccinated people. You know, I saw a a report out of the UK two days ago, and they found it's a study done by I think it was Oxford. They found that a majority of their diagnosed COVID-19 cases, the, the ones where they were admitted to the hospital, found that they were admitted for something else, but they weren't diagnosed with COVID until much, much later even after they were discharged in some cases. Second wave, huh? In Singapore, officials recently reported 1,096 locally transmitted cases in the last 28 days, of which 484 or 44% were fully vaccinated people, while 30% were partially vaccinated, and the remaining 25% were unvaccinated. So vaccine companies and the government are beginning to acknowledge the overwhelming scientific evidence that suggests that, um, well, uh, I know it's it's really hard to to grasp this, but um, vaccines are kind of losing their protective effect after a few months. And uh, well, I guess what's going to happen now? Well, you're going to need boosters now. You were a crazy kook if you were talking about that a couple of months ago. No, no, no one's talking about that. No, we told you about that months ago. And guess what? They're going to be offering you a second booster and a third and a fourth and a fifth and so on and so forth until you finally decide, damn it, that's enough. See, this will wake up some of the uh, the lemmings. This will wake up some of the people that have been caught. Some of them. Some of them it'll wake up. But a goodly percentage of them, I'm betting not. Because they're just, well, I'm not quite sure what, what's going on in their head right at the moment. But okay, whatever. All right, so I'm going down here. I'm going down through this. I'm, I'm covering you know, some of these stats and stuff. All right, jump in there. What do you got? Uh, to your point real quick, I'm, I'm somewhat hopeful that people will start realizing something is up because I don't know. Part of me is hopeful because when they were reluctant to take the two jabs, they did it. And now that they're saying, well, you have to mask up again. And they're like, wait, part of of what you were saying, that's going to incentivize people to 
to get vaccinated, right? Right. Yeah. yeah. Uh huh. Right. But you're requiring the vaccinated to wear masks. So uh, the ones that took the double jab were saying they they were like, "Wait, you you told us that if we double jab, we didn't have to wear the mask anymore. We didn't have to socially distance. We didn't have to." worry about you know uh uh gatherings or parties or any of those kind of things we could have them uh and now they're telling them no you you can't until you get the third jab wait wait a minute what that that, that doesn't no i'm somewhat hopeful that people will start waking up the problem is is if the research that we're read that we read up on for mrna vaccines the ones that took the double jabs are already screwed anyway and and it's it's essentially a ticking time bomb so in all three countries, hospitalizations and deaths have risen since May, and vaccinated people have accounted for more than 50% of the recent deaths. Israel only used the Pfizer vaccine, and the UK did Pfizer, AstraZeneca, uh, what was the other? Did, did, I don't think they did J&J, did they? Maybe a little bit. It, it wasn't as, uh, mm-hmm. like, it was slow to the, the game, if you will. So. Yeah, yeah. But see, it doesn't really matter, though, because if you use if you break it down by different vaccines, the same results came out. So it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter if it's the the AstraZeneca. It doesn't matter if it's the uh, uh, the Pfizer or Moderna. It doesn't matter. The Bi- Moderna BioNTech it doesn't matter. It, it doesn't matter. The same results because they're all designed to do one thing. So NBC News, again, published an article recently about the CDC reversing course. Right. Which we've been going over that the last couple of days. And they're now recommending that even fully vaccinated uh, people wear masks indoors and school children should be mandated to wear masks in schools in the fall. But they're saying now, oh, we don't care about your vaccination status. Doesn't matter. You're going to have to do all this again. Fauci was out yesterday talking about uh, nasal fairings or whatever in the hell he was doing just to throw you off to make him sound like he's smart and you're stupid. That's all he was doing. The CDC director, uh, Rochelle Walensky, she also said something uh, during the interview uh, that's kind of raising a little bit of questions, just just a couple. She said that uh, recent studies, without showing the studies, uh, had shown that those vaccinated individuals who become infected with COVID have just as much viral load as the unvaccinated. Uh, probably more, because if, you're, if you look at the actual data that we've been talking about, the unvaccinated actually fare better. So I'm betting that where she says that they have just as much viral load as the unvaccinated, that's not true. That's not true. Because if you're following the data, lady, then the people that haven't been jabbed are actually doing better. Even even giving her the benefit of the doubt, though, and just saying that her argument is accurate. Again, why would you go and get vaccinated when you're seeing just as many people being hospitalized that are vaccinated? As people that aren't vac- uh, vaccinated, so it, it it makes no sense. The the one common denominator to all of these, uh, when it when it comes to vaccine effectiveness and and no vaccine, it's whether or not you had COVID in the first place. If you've had COVID and recovered, you are effectively immune. Whereas the vaccine doesn't give you that same immunity, and in fact, it is actually wearing off within six months. So, <laughs> I mean. Maybe it was effective in the beginning, giving benefit to the argument. Maybe it was effective in the beginning. Maybe it did have some effect. But now we've had, what, six different variations that they're touting, giving them the benefit of the doubt. This current one is not effective against the Delta. So why the hell are we going in and it's supposed to have two jabs? It it makes no sense. It's not effective. Yeah, but at the same time, the other the other side of that argument, it doesn't carry any water either. The other side of the argument where she says the people that are infected with covid that are vaccinated have just as much viral load as the unvaccinated. The unvaccinated don't have any lady. The reason they don't have any. You tell me a single time, a single time. And this is a point that Dr. Michael Yaden made, the former VP of Pfizer and their chief scientific officer. Explain to me a single time in history that we have ever seen somebody that is infectious to other people doesn't show symptoms well when you when you look at asymptomatic spread and symptomatic spread all research that we have on it all the research all shows that asymptomatic does not spread virus it does not spread the amount you may see some like shedding or something like that vaccines cause the same thing you can see virus shed but the amount is so minuscule that you're not going to get anyone else infected. Like they, you would, the, the person would have to be immunocompromised and you'd have to be doing like a blood transfusion or something. I mean, it, that's the level of what it would have to be for them to, to, to catch it. The, the amount is so low. It's just absolute 
foolishness to say you're spreading it when you're asymptomatic. Uh, the, the, the entire narrative they've been pushing the uh, since last year about asymptomatic spread is just bovine excrement. It, it's it's. Uh. I have the beep button, Bruce. You can say it. It's all right. <laughs> We're allowed one beep. It's the whole point is irrelevant. All of it. Both sides of the argument. It's irrelevant. It, it doesn't matter because they're going to double down on the people that have already been jabbed and they're going to double down on the people that haven't been jabbed. It's a double negative. There's nothing you can do. Either one of it. We're both trapped in the same lie. The difference is in this abusive relationship, those of us that haven't been jabbed flip the bird to them. And we've already stood our ground, so they know that they can't really push us. <laughs> they're they're pissed. Yeah, but when you're in an abusive relationship, when you give in to the abuser, they know they have power over you, and they know they can manipulate you, so they're going to push you harder. So those of you that have been jabbed already and have, uh, you know, agreed to this, it, they're going to push you even harder. Those of us wow. that stood up and said no, they're going to try to push again, but they already know they don't have much sway with us. So, And by the way, like I said yesterday, we're the majority. You look out in the streets of Europe, we're the majority. Don't doubt that. Because for every person you see out there, there's a thousand more behind each one of them. Fauci comes out on CNN. He was on Jake Tapper on Sunday. And he says, we're going in the wrong direction. Yeah, we are for you. For you. He's going in the wrong direction. Yeah. From normality, he's going in the wrong direction. According to a report from USA Today... Of course, USA Today, that's that's one of the uh, organizations that has full page ads taken out by the Chinese Communist Party. Just just throwing that out there. Uh, they say that new data shows exactly what many experts warned about months ago. The efficacy of the vaccines is plummeting after just a few months, just as researchers are seeing in other countries using the same vaccines. Really? I'm sorry. You noticed it's only the Western vaccines. The, by the way, those vaccines aren't used in India. They're not used in China. They're not used in Russia. Those aren't used there. They're not used in South America. It's only North America and Europe. We're being told we have to take them. They're not taking them. That should tell you something. Why are these the ones that are being told, oh, no, see, they're losing their efficacy. You got to have another one. Are they saying anything about boosters in Russia? Are they saying anything about boosters in China? Are they saying anything about boosters in South America? No, they're not. As a matter of fact, you didn't hear too much about their first rounds. Do you know why? Because they know better. I looked at the data coming out of Russia. I watched Putin and his press conferences. I heard what the man had to say. I watched his press conferences. I get Russian news here. You know, I follow it pretty closely. I know you in the, the United States, you really don't have that, that luxury in a lot of cases. But uh, I watched Putin and his press conferences. The Russians have uh, English news here that you can watch. And Putin is very clear. He says, these vaccines that we have will not be forced. They will not be mandatory. It's, an, it's extremely important that we don't make them mandatory. But you need to make the right decision. And he looked very clearly at that camera and he said, please make the right decision. Putin knows. He's not stupid. He's not an unintelligent fool. He's extremely intelligent. Putin is probably one of the best when it comes to playing politics. He knows the game. He knows what these Western elites and these foundations that he helped throw out of Russia in the Soviet Union. He knows what they're up to. He knows what the game is, and he's warning his people. So you, as the Westerner, whether that's New Zealand, Australia, Europe, North America, Canada, United States, I don't, I don't care, right? Those are the same words you should be thinking to yourself. You need to think for yourself. They're not going to do it for you. The TV, the media, the social media, they're not going to do it for you. They want to, but you need to think on your own. Your family need to think on their own. Your friends, they all need to think. So the report that USA Today was talking about as far as like the vaccines losing efficacy, they concluded by saying new data suggests that vaccinated individuals could have higher levels of virus and infect others amid the surge of cases driven by the Delta variant of the coronavirus. Th this shoots everything that we know about vaccines down. Vaccines are real science. They, they are real science. I'm not an anti-vaxxer. The whole point of a vaccine is and GP will tell you if he was in here, everything that I'm saying, and, and Bruce, you know how these things work. You get injected with a portion of that virus. Your body reacts to it. This is the traditional method. Your body reacts to it and builds an immunity against it. And that's it. You're done. That's not what this is. That's what they were traditionally meant to be. But uh, the elite, quote unquote, seen an opportunity to use your 
desire not to hurt anyone. You know, I mean, the Western culture, we typically don't want to, you know, hurt anyone. We don't want to offend anyone. We don't want to put anyone at risk, typically. You know, that's kind of our standard. We're, we're good natured, you know, by standard. That's kind of the Western culture. They're exploiting that. They're using that against you to try to enact control by using these vaccines, which we all had a fairly good image of before this, right? We, we all knew vaccines were a good thing. You know, we, we eradicated diseases more or less. Um, many of the diseases weren't eradicated because we keep them in laboratories. But uh, yeah, that's a side subject. And then uh, they decided we can use this to our advantage and manipulate, socially engineer the populace to do what we want them to and make a quick buck at the same time, thus COVID. You know, you're making me want to play that clip of Bill Gates. But to be quite honest with you, I don't know if I want to hear his voice. He's been gone for so long. I really don't. I really don't want to hear him anymore. You know, it's it's nice isn't that, that kind of strange. And that kind of strange. It's like you know, I was enjoying kicking Bill Gates's teeth in every day, you know, talking about how much of a scumbag this guy is. Now he's gone. It's like, man, can we just get Bill Gates back just for a day? <laughs> right. Can we just get him for a day? Come on. Here's Bill Gates standing on stage at a TED talk talking about reducing the world's population through the use of vaccines. This is something that has to get to zero. Now, we put out a lot of carbon dioxide every year, uh, over 26 billion tons. Uh, For each American, it's about 20 tons. Uh, For people in poor countries, it's less than one ton. It's an average about five tons for everyone on the planet. And somehow we have to make changes that will bring that down to zero. It's been constantly going up. It's only various economic changes that have even flattened it at all. So we have to go from rapidly rising to falling and falling all the way to zero. This equation has four factors, a little bit of multiplication. So you've got a thing on the left, CO2, that you want to get to zero. And that's going to be based on the number of people, the services each person's using on average, the energy on average for each service, and the CO2 being put out uh, per unit of energy. So let's look at each one of these and see how we can get this down to zero. Uh, Probably one of these numbers is going to have to get pretty near to zero. Uh, That's back from high school algebra. But Uh let's let's take a look. They're laughing at him. Uh, First, we've got population. Uh, The world today has 6.8 billion people. That's headed up to about 9 billion. Now, if we do a really great job on new vaccines, healthcare, reproductive health services, we could lower that by perhaps 10 or 15%. He says there very clearly, if we do a really great job with this on new vaccines, healthcare, and reproductive health, we can lower that number by 10 to 15%. There are only two ways to reduce the world's population through the use of vaccines. Two ways. Sterilization or euthanization. There is no third option. Notice he's not talking about population control. He's talking about population reduction. There's a difference between having the social structure set up to where it's only feasible for you to have enough children to keep a sustainable level of, uh, of populace. But the problem is, is that the population, due to the stifling innovation and the interference in all of these other nations around the world, has caused development to not happen and the populations have exploded. It's simple. How do I put it? It's simple ecology, if you look at it in, in that in that form. And it's simple civilization development. When you have a civilization advance themselves to a point where they actually become so productive and, and so focused, they stop having children. Case in point, look at where we've come just in the West. Our numbers, our birth numbers have been in decline for many, many years. And they're not getting any bigger because we have become so wealthy, so powerful, and so prosperous through the trials and tribulations of our ancestors fighting for freedom. And we've had so much freedom and so much wealth because of it that we've become decadent. We've become entitled, spoiled. We've become self-centered. So we don't focus on having kids anymore. That's happened naturally. It's not because of, well, I mean, you do have some of the other things in there, like uh, some of the UN programs they've been promoting about like depopulation and all that stuff. Yes, fine. But if you look at what's going on in the third world, Africa, Central and South America, India, parts of China, these places, well, not really China, they've had the one child policy, but they've actually reversed all that. But if you look at Central and South America, you look at Africa, you look at India, their populations are exploding. Why? Because it's an endless cycle of corruption. It's stifled innovation. There's there's no advancement. So people don't have anything to strive for. It's the same thing in Middle Eastern countries. They have eight, nine, ten kids. 
they're lecturing the wrong people. It's the same thing with climate change, this cooked up man-made climate change stuff about CO2 emissions and all the rest of it. You're lecturing the wrong people. The polluters are India and China. I'm not saying stop their innovation, let them innovate, but put the same restrictions on them as you've got everybody else following. Oh, we have to lead the way, right? We don't have any industry left because you sell out, send it all there. Healthcare. We can reduce the world's population through healthcare. How do you do that? It's quite simple. You don't give them any. How many surgeries have been canceled since COVID? How many people have not gotten the medical treatment they need because of COVID? Reproductive health services? He's talking about abortion clinics. His father ran Planned Parenthood. Oh, those were essential services, right? They stayed open the entire time. And if you wanted uh, open heart surgery, for example, that was considered an elective surgery and um, you weren't allowed. But if you wanted to go in and get an abortion, yeah, that's fine. Yeah, that's that's fine. That's perfectly fine. By the way, a uh, group of uh, Republican lawmakers, of course, I don't see it going anywhere, but a group of Republican lawmakers have petitioned the Supreme Court, over 100 actually, have petitioned the Supreme Court to overturn Roe v. Wade. So we'll see. Uh, Mississippi, I believe, is uh, one of the states that also uh, filed lawsuit against it. believe so, yeah. Mississippi's very, mm. very uh, conservative. Yeah. Unfortunately, we're out of time, so we are going to have to go. I don't feel like we... Um, I don't feel like we we covered as much as we needed to cover. I mean, I had all kinds of stuff up here, but uh, we really didn't get to it. When we start digging into like statistics and stuff, and then we go down each one of those little rabbit holes. My God, it just takes us everywhere. But anyway, yeah, and you you saying we're at time? I'm I'm sitting here going, wait, what? Really? I'm I'm looking at the clock like, wow, okay. Yeah. For those of you who have not signed up to our Telegram page, get over there and get signed up to us. You do get all of our podcasts we put out here every day. And you also get an exclusive podcast that we put out once a week that Bruce and I will be on tomorrow. Also, if you'd like to reach out to us, you can do so anytime by dropping us an email at dynamicpodcast at protonmail.com. And we would ask you to pass this along to friends, family, and known associates. We are trying to grow, but we do need your help in order to do that. So if you could pass this along, we would appreciate that. We are available everywhere you get podcasts. Also, if you're rating podcasts, if you give us a rating when you get a chance, we'd appreciate that as well. Five stars would be a plus. Thank you very much. All right, that is it for today and this week. But Bruce and I will be on the exclusive on Telegram tomorrow for all of our Telegram subscribers. So if you want that extra content, get over there and get signed up to us. If not, then have a great weekend, and we will see you all on Monday.